0: Talk, talk to me.
1: WSRadio.com
0: Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.
2: And this portion of Computer and Technology Radio is bright. By- Brought to you by Kingston Technology and all their great uh, storage devices. And welcome back to the show, 877-474-3302 if you want to talk to us. And, uh, Marsha, we got a great guest that I'm delighted to have on with us, and why don't we just bring her right on. It's Jan, uh, hopefully I'm going to pronounce this right, Calderella. Jan, Caldera- did I do th- You did. Well, excellent. Senior product manager from Plantronics, welcome to the show.
3: Great, I'm thrilled to be here. Hey, Jan,
1: I'm so glad you're here, because we had this great discussion on the phone the other day, and you taught me more than I ever thought I needed to know about (laughs) Bluetooth headsets. And, And when we had that discussion, Mark, I just said, Mark has to hear this, the audience has to hear this, Jan knows it all.
2: You know, I have been testing, as I said before the show, uh, I have been testing Bluetooth devices for as long as they've existed. And, you know, frankly, I probably truly have tested maybe 50 or 60. And up until recently, haven't been all that happy. Now, I'm a big fan of Plantronics. Uh, I use a Plantronics headset in my office, uh, and I've just tested your uh, your new headsets, and they're great. But talk to us about Bluetooth. What You know, wh- where is the technology today compared to when they came out whenever it was four or five years ago? You
3: know, Bluetooth has come along way in a short amount of time you know there was probably about 10 years ago we had all heard about the promise of bluetooth and it was a little slow to get to market and then finally about five years ago they started implementing bluetooth into headsets it was one of the probably the strongest places that bluetooth was implemented and you know a lot of people that tried bluetooth um, in the beginning were you know fairly disappointed in the technology Um, but i can say that it has come a long way so we've you know, there's a, there's a lot more players in the field where there's a lot more technology. So not only not only the radio frequency which Bluetooth uses, but speaker technology, microphone technology, um, as well as the industrial design of really understanding how these devices are supposed to fit in your ear, how they're supposed to be worn, um, and as well as charging the device, I think are the the big um, leaps that we've made in Bluetooth over the last couple of years. So, you're right. If you tried the device probably about five years ago and you haven't tried it since, you know, I strongly encourage you. There's a lot of great products in the Plantronics portfolio, from entry-level user all the way up to you know more sophisticated, more expensive type uh, products.
2: So you're when, saying that? The, I'm sorry, Marcia. Uh, go ahead. No,
1: I was going to say, and also now we have noise canceling. I want to talk a little bit about more about how it fits in the ear mm-hmm. and all that, but I want to talk about the voice canceling, which is important.
3: It is. You know, Plantronics had a a product about four or five years ago when we first launched our portfolio called the Voyager 510, and it was one of the first products that used a noise-canceling microphone to really kind of um, extract the noise from the conversation. We have seen technology take a leap. Um, A lot of the what we're calling premium products at the higher end are using dual-mic technology. So that's actually two microphones. If you think about how small these little devices are now, and now we're running them with two microphones instead of one, In addition to that, we have um, digital signal processing, so DSP, uh, which has really come into play over the last, I'd say, about two and a half years. So it's the microphones combined with this digital signal processing that are really giving a very high quality of noise cancellation.
1: Now you say microphones. With the Voyager Pro, there are two microphones. So you want to explain how that works?
3: There are. So at the end of the boom, there's what we call the microphone pod, is how we refer to it, um, where the the metal screens are, uh, we have two 3-millimeter microphones in there. And, and the technology works in a way that on a boom microphone, um, one microphone is actually pointed directly at your mouth, and its primary purpose is to pick up your speech. The second microphone is actually positioned away from your mouth, and it actually detects the ambient noise around you. So you have two microphones working in conjunction with each other, one picking up purely speech, the other one picking up the ambient noise. And once those two elements are identified, then the digital signal processing comes in to really um, further identify and then separate speech from noise. And that fundamentally is how most of the dual microphone products are working, not just Plantronics, um, but most of the other um, people that are working in the category as well. So once you get the dig- digital signal processing, processing going, that's kind of the final um, uh, element before the speech is actually transmitted to the caller at the other end. So it really. So does it mention?
1: Uh, does it measure what it's hearing in the outside microphone against the microphone that's pointed to your mouth and balance the two?
3: It does. Well, it actually extracts the noise. So it actually takes away and removes all the noise. So once it identifies the difference between what we call the ambient noise and your speech. Um, then it extracts the noise from it and just leaves you with the speech. And the, re- and the way that's done is by frequency response. So it detects the difference in the frequency response. Speech has a different response than noise does. So it identifies it based on the frequency response level.
2: Interesting. So, a couple of questions. Sure. Uh, the the biggest issue that I seem to have when I talk to someone on a Bluetooth headset is, you know, you look, in the area we live in. It's hot, so I get in my car and I immediately turn the air conditioning on in the car, in the car. And they're saying, "I can't hear you. I can't hear you." You know, there's this noise in the back. <laughs> does head does noise canceling help that?
3: It does. Uh, we have so a lot of the so it's one element. So wind is one element of noise. So there's pure noise, which are you know could be loud bursts of noise. Um, uh, you could be in a, a noisy airport, but wind is something that's handled a little bit differently. Same concept, um, where you have actually de- the detection between the frequency response of pure noise and then frequency response of what wind is. Not all headsets handle wind, um, so some. If you look at 2009, so let me just go back a year. 2008 is okay. kind <laughs> of the year of noise canceling, right? Right. Okay. 2009 wind being an element of noise, 2009 is all about wind noise reduction. Oh, good. So you're going to kind of start to see some people start to say, you know, when you canceled noise, it was great, but we still had an additional problem that wasn't being solved for consumers, which was wind noise. Um, And especially in the car, because we know that's primarily where people are using Bluetooth headsets, and especially California with hands-free laws. Right. So now we went after wind, and you see a lot of people going after wind this year, and there's kind of two different ways to do it. One is electronically, one is mechanically. Plantronics happens to do both. So we do it from a a mechanical standpoint by these stainless steel mic screens, and we have this um, acoustic venting material as well as our DSP technology.
2: I mean, that would be a great advance. It's real trauma deciding between being cool in my car and wanting to talk on the phone.
3: (laughs) And especially in the car, it's, it's turned out to be one of the bigger problems to solve. And it wasn't known at the time because, you know, people really weren't, they thought noise-canceling and they thought it was going to take care of all the noise. But right. wind is a very, diff, it's probably more difficult than anything because, you know, it's, it's noise that is fluctuating all the time. You know, you can't get a good read on it. Um, so it's, it's very, very difficult to uh, mitigate wind.
2: Now, let me ask you a question, because uh, Marcia and I had, about four or five months ago, we had a, I don't know, he was an expert, I guess you would call him, and he claimed that all of these kinds of devices cause you brain cancer. You know, if you use your cell phone, you're going to get brain cancer. If you use your Bluetooth, you're going to get brain cancer.
1: The guy did believe in aliens, too.
3: Well, that's true, and,
2: and, and that he did come from another planet. But talk to us about that. Where are we in that?
3: So I think we're in a much better position than we are, you know, let's say 10 years ago when, you know, mobile phones were really hitting the market and, and, uh, well, even 25 years ago when the first mobile phone. So there have been studies done. I can, I can remember the original SARS study that was done, um, which claimed, um, some amount of brain damage. But there are studies out now that, that clearly, um, uh, demonstrate that that is not the case. And in actuality, um, there isn't, there's, are no studies that indicate that any Bluetooth headset or any any phone um, will actually do that.
2: You know, I'm glad because, frankly, I can't afford to lose any more of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm happy to hear that happens. What is the range today on a Bluetooth headset?
3: So the typical range, according to the Bluetooth specification, is actually 33 feet. But I do have to note that depending on the manufacturer and the industrial uh, design of the device, you can actually get, and also the phone. So let's not forget the phone, because the phone is really um, the gateway. Right. Um, you know, we, you're we you're are absolutely
1: right. My phone is like old Bluetooth, mm-hmm. and I have figured out that no headset is going to work well with my cell phone, because with my newer phones that have Bluetooth, the headset works great. So, uh, really, you have to have your phone up to date, too, don't you?
3: You do. I mean, we've seen the, the, the what we call the handset manufacturers really take a much stronger position on Bluetooth now that it is really kind of a mass market type um, feature for them. And so we're actually seeing their Bluetooth implementation be very, very strong on, on a lot of the handsets. And so that makes it – it does make it easier on the headset um, from a, a range standpoint. It depends on the antennas, so. On the new Plantronics Voyager Pro, we have a, you know, and everybody wants everything so super small, but I think we've learned with technology that, you know, the technology curve says technology starts out a little bit bigger, we get it more refined, we get it faster, smaller, even cheaper, Um, but at some point there's that usability problem, and, and so we've seen it in the handsets, right? Phones got too small, screens got too small, we've kind of swung back the other way. I think in the Bluetooth world, we're going to see that probably over the next two years as well, that small is great, but there are some trade-offs, and some of them can either be battery life Mm -hmm. or the range, because the antenna is so small. So the antenna that we put in the device is, is actually, and how it's placed in the device, is actually key to what type of range you're going to get with your phone.
2: Yeah, and you guys do just brilliant stuff, I have to tell you, that I use, I believe, is it called Savvy? Is Am I saying yeah, that right? Yeah, that's the new, our new product. Yeah, the new product that for the office. And I tested it, and I walked, and I, I'm in a pretty good-sized office, and it was way more than, now I don't know if that's the same 33 feet, but it was way farther
3: than 33 feet. We have had, you know, we've got a lot of... Um uh, lab testing that we've done with a lot of the different phones um, and especially some of our internal uh, business-to-business office type usage models where we actually exceed the spec. And uh, we think that's really important because people you know, people don't really know how far 33 feet is. They just know that when they start to walk away, um, either, the signal's breaking up or they're getting all that crackling and popping. And it doesn't make for a great experience. So right. We really do try to optimize range um, with all of our products.
1: Well Mark let me tell you about range. I was using the Voyager Pro with my crummy cell phone and I'm talking on the phone in the car and I get out to go into a store and I keep talking yada 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 and I get into the store. Now my car's in the parking lot, mind mm-hmm. you. And all of a sudden it started breaking up. And I'm oh, going sure oh, what's the matter? And then I realized I left my phone in the car. <laughs> yeah,
2: duh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they they really, I'm impressed with the way they work these days. And, and you know, it, it, certainly in your car, but being in your office and having the ability to walk around, and I'm one of those that walks. I don't sit at my desk. I just don't like sitting at my desk all day. So I like to walk and talk. And the ability to have your hands free, even when you're sitting at your desk and writing notes or doing whatever you have to do, is spectacular. You guys have really done a great job doing that. And both, both for the car and for the
3: office yeah i mean not everybody can think sitting down you know i mean there's yeah. just a lot of people but really you know when you you're in a conversation or you're doing work or you need to get up and go talk to somebody or ask them a quick question it's really nice to have that freedom to kind of roam around yeah, yeah well mark has a
1: problem sitting on his brains <laughs> i do
2: I, I do it's absolutely true
3: jan if you can stay with us when we get
1: back i'd like to learn a little bit about the fit and you know people wearing these in their ears and we get a lot of questions about them falling out Great. So maybe we can discuss that when we get back. Love
2: to. Well, that would be great. Stay with us, certainly. Uh, also, we're going to talk when we come back a little bit about uh, 64-bit window systems versus a 32-bit window system and which is the right one for you to use. And, and that's, a, that's a real dilemma now, 64-bit systems have been promised for a number of years and now they're finally coming out and people are trying to figure out whether they really want to use that or not so uh that and that will be coming up and probably in the next year we'll you know we'll see more and more use the new windows machines in fact that are coming out now are 64-bit systems so if you go to the store you go to a best buy or wherever you buy your computers and buy it you're likely to have a 64-bit system in there um, so when we come back we'll talk about that. Also Marsha Blu-ray sales are expected to match D V D regular sales by two thousand twelve. So did you buy your well, Blu
1: ray player yet? And we're gonna yeah, we're gonna figure out all that when we get back. All right, we'll be <laughs> this right is Marsha Collier, along with Mark Cohen on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in internet talk.
0: You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Kingston's line of data traveler
2: USB drives makes the perfect pocket companion for all of your back-to-school storage needs. Today, you can throw away all of those notepads and sticky notes you've left all over your desk and computer to store your information. Kingston's USB drives are available in capacities from 2 gigabytes to 16 gigabytes. Transporting your schoolwork from the classroom to the library to your dorm is safe and easy. Multiple colors help organize your work by subject, and several levels of password and encrypted security means no one but you has access to that brilliant master thesis, innovative marketing plan, outrageous engineering designs, or photos from last night's frat party. When I look for something as critical as memory, my choice is always Kingston. For reliability, innovation, and really cool designs, visit www.kingston.com for more information. Kingston Technology, committed to memory.
4: Being an online merchant has its rewards, but if you're so busy it leaves little time for marketing, here's a solution. Sales in a click a one-of-a-kind email marketing service that drives sales and increases store traffic with little or no effort. Simply sign up and log in to see your polished and engaging e-newsletter ready to send. Fully automated and integrated with your eBay store or Pro Store store, your e-newsletter will feature your products, your branding, your store categories, and magazine quality content. All you have to do is sit back and watch your sales increase. Each month, your customers and prospects will receive a polished and engaging e-newsletter that drives them back to your web store. And with our 60-day free trial, you can start sending your first e-newsletter only minutes from now. Visit salesinaclick.com radio and try your 60-day free trial today. It really is as simple as Sales in a Click.
5: If you pay
6: for packaging materials, we have a great way to save you money each month. Produce your own packaging supplies. You heard right. Stop buying bubble wrap and peanuts and start making your own bubble wrap with the new Bubble Pack Machine. It fits on a tabletop and produces six different bubble wrap sizes with the push of a button. See for yourself with our streaming video at BubblePackMachine.com and use our new cost savings calculator. Just enter in how much packaging material you purchase each month and what you pay per item. And the cost savings calculator will show you how much of your own money you'll be keeping each month. In addition to the cost savings, we can also save you time and storage space. No need to waste valuable storage space on bulky packaging material. Many of our clients thank us for giving them their garage back. See for yourself. Log on to BubblePackMachine.com
4: BubblePackMachine.com
0: Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome
2: back. 877-474-3302 if you'd like to call. And we're having a great discussion about the Bluetooth and such with uh, Jan Cal- Calderella, who is the Senior Product Manager at Plantronics. Welcome back to us, uh, Jan. So, Marsha, you want to know about fitting, right?
1: Okay, yeah. A couple of things. Um, what You know, using the Voyager Pro, I must have a weird ear because my everything falls out of my ear in time. I mean, the longer I wear a Bluetooth headset, the quicker it falls out. So, you know, the Voyager Pro that I use, it's like about a half an ounce. And the weight seems to be distributed over your entire ear because it goes over your ear. And I like that. But one of the things I want to know is, you know, it always comes with the difference, a small, medium, and large ear tips and those little foamy things. Yes. Are you used, supposed to use the small one, the large one? Uh, are you supposed to use a foamy tip? Are you not? What's the deal? I mean, nobody explains that ever in the boxes.
2: <laughs> and, Marsha, have you seen Star Trek with the funny ears? You know, Spock, that's kind of the way her ears are.
3: Uh-huh. So let me give you a little bit of background. So we have a lot of people that use our prior products. I'm going to talk about foam first because foam is a very personal product. Um, uh, it's kind of like wearing socks. So people either wear socks or they don't wear socks. And I kind of feel the same way about foam. It's it's definitely a preference. And we, we include it in the box just because we know that there are people with this wearing style, this behind-the-ear wearing style, um, because they've had either numerous Plantronics products or just they, they've had a lot of experience with um, headphones or Bluetooth headsets that they prefer foam. So foam is just a, a more of a preference. It's, it's kind of our way of just saying, hey, we recognize know, if, if you like to use foam, we're going we're gonna to have it for you. As far as small, medium, and large, so Plantronics has done an, an intensive amount of ergon- what we call our ergonomic research on the ear. Um, we've been doing headsets for about 47 years now, so we feel like we have wow. been, a good level that. of understanding about the human ear.
1: Um, and all your employees had molds made. Is that true?
3: That is. So when an employee starts at Plantronics, we do a casting of their ear, and we have what we call... <laughs> the wall of ears, and we actually, I mean, I've no, never funny. never thought that there was so much to know about ears, but there is quite a bit to know, and there's this whole anatomy of the ear and all the different names of the ear parts, and, you know, we categorize ears, we test against uh, different ears, and we really break it down into kind of the bell-shaped curve, so there's really kind of three uh, types of ears in the what make up the population of most um of most people, you know, and we, it's small, medium, and large, um, predominantly, most people wear medium, and that's why we put medium on the actual headset in the box, and then we offer, you know, a small or a large, because we know that not every ear is the same, um, and because of the way the Voyager Pro fits around the back of your ear, um, there is some, um, differences on the way it will fit and how the earbud fits, um, the the balance is definitely counterbalanced on this product to to fit behind your ear so that the the part the boom and everything that's in your ears is very very lightweight. So I think a lot of people what they what they don't do is they don't try a different ear tip.
1: Um, you know, many Yeah, have, that's my problem. I'm afraid to try the yeah. different ear tip, even though I know it. I probably should be using a smaller
3: one. Yeah, you you know, and and it's funny because the small and the medium is just you know there's just a hair, but because we know that people's ears are different. Um, it is really important to just tr- take it off. It's very easy to get on and off um, and to try it. And you need to try it for, you know, more than just the 10 minutes, right? You kind of have to try it, <laughs> put it on, wear it for a little while, see if it feels comfortable. Um, and it's like buying a new pair of shoes, right? I mean, the minute you put them on, they're not sometimes always, you, you know, you you have these pressure points that you're, you're, um, your ear also has this kind of memory associated with it, so you may wear huh an ear tip for a while, um, take it off, and the sensors in your ear to your brain still kind of feel that, so you have to give your ear a time to kind of relax, let go of that feeling in order to try the, the new feeling, um, because we do know that people that have worn a, a headset for a while, um, you know, the ears get very adjusted to a certain fit, and once you try to fit something else in there, it takes sometimes a little bit of time to kind of get them what I call muscle memory, but it's ear memory. Um, kind of relaxed to accept something new.
2: All right. with well, Jan, we got to run, but tell us where we can get Plantronics uh, equipment and where we can check this stuff out.
3: So uh, our, we have a great website, especially up for Plantronics Voyager Pro, giving you an awful lot of information, so plantronics.com. And then um, Voyager Pro is specifically in Best Buy right now and will be available in some of the other major retailers and carriers in June.
2: All right. Well, thank you for being with us, and we will be right back.
1: And this is Marsha Collier along with Mark Cohen on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk.
0: You've been listening to
1: Computer and
0: Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier, produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Let's see. Grow an eBay business. Check. Party till I drop. Check. Stay in a suite in Las Vegas. Check. World Series of Poker 2009. Check! It's the sixth anniversary of eBay Radio. Join us for a two-day event the likes of which you've never seen. Amazing guest speakers who will help you grow an eBay business. A hotel suite for just $69 a night. That's a suite for $69. We booked a block of rooms in advance and coincidentally, the World Series of Poker 2009 is going on in the very same hotel during our stay. Our event slogan is if it ain't fun, we ain't doing it. No business suits are allowed. So if you walk in with one on, we're going to cut off your tie. It's that simple. June twenty-fourth and twenty-fifth in Las Vegas. So go to WSradio.com slash Vegas and register for the event and book your room. That's WSradio.com slash Vegas. Registration is just fifty dollars. We'll see you in Vegas and remember, if it ain't fun, we ain't doing it.